Welcome to another illustrious edition, FME Attention Undivided. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. My name is Dan O, uh, and uh, I've got I've got a lot of hats, yeah, and I got more in the mail. Shout out to Curly Castro. Hat is coming in the mail. I'm excited for that. Thanks. Um, it's my support, guy. Supporting Castro and his recovery from his hip stuff. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, but we are here to talk about Brain Orchestra. And I tell you, I didn't even know he rapped because I live in Maine. I didn't, I didn't know he rapped. And I wanted him on FME Attention Undivided before I knew he rapped. Then E-Town General. I hear all the love for E-Town General. And Big Brain coming out. Uh, wow. This is, it's like double the importance here of talking to you. Um, I, I appreciate that. And, and so 26, Hard as a Brick, we got Brain Orchestra here. Uh, and thank you for joining me. Uh, coming from, are you, are you in Elizabeth, New Jersey right now? Actually, uh, I moved. Um... I'm in a disclosed location. I'm not really telling too many that's, people. That's that. fair. That's fair. But you know, I, Elizabeth on my back all day, so you know. Are you are you near a blizzard? Are you blizzard adjacent? Uh, actually, where I'm at, it snowed, but it wasn't as bad as up north. You know, I got a yeah. call from some friends. They said shit was crazy. So it is crazy. Know, my mother FaceTimed me. I was like, this shit. Why? Man, I know. Is it is it wild up there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in Maine, so. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's it's wild. Uh, but we, you know, lucky, lucky to have power, lucky to have internet. Yeah, I'm glad, glad you got power, warm. You know what I mean? Yeah, can't take anything for granted. So, I'll tell you, and and I'm I only pick people to do this that I'm interested in talking to, right? Uh, because. I don't work for a major publication that forces me to talk to people who suck. So I'm fine. But when you gave me big brain, I feverishly contacted my people from one of my people from high school. And I was like, yo, this shit coming out. This is the shit we used to play like from your fucking boom box in your garage. When we could see our breath. This is the shit we rock to. <laughs> or that, that's crazy. This is that shit. Like that's a good description of it, man, because it's very uh I try to, you know, I try to keep it in like a it's like a sign from, you know, like I'd stepped in a time machine with my shit. But I I kept it like new, you know, with with the flavor and like, you know. So hearing that is, is, is dope though, because that's what I that's what I wanted, you know. That's one thing I wanted from it. So no, it's it's I mean I went and and that's the thing, like there was an original wave of nostalgic rap, right? And it got panned by all the critics uh for sounding like the golden age or 90s, right? And then I think people figured out post-rock marciano, post ka to like change it a little bit, right? Add your own sauce to it mm -hmm. and, uh, and, en and enjoy that identity while not aping it, right? And so I, I think it, 2021, my favorite Brain Orchestra release right behind you, Message to You. I love Message to You. Um, I rocked it all the time. And I just love the crisp, distinct sounds uh, in, in brain orchestra beats. Undeniable. Man, thank you, bro. That shit means a lot. Man, man, message to you, man. That was a, quite the project, you know? I wanted to, I wanted to break, I wanted to break a barrier of uh, beat tape. Like what a beat tape sounds like to me. What I like, what I like in, in that type of, realm of shit, you know what I mean? Like yep. everything, you know, from good beats, transitions, like that, I felt like that was my first beat tape that I stepped up, 
like, you know, I felt like I had stepped up a lot with that joint, you know? Mm. No, it, it's because I would think maybe our favorite beat tapes feel like an emotional story. Yeah. That's why, that's why we love donuts. You know, donuts feels like an emotional story of some sort. Either that or it's just a, a soundtrack to life, you know, like like the Mad Lib, the Mad Lib medicine oh. shows and all that other crazy oh. shit. Oh. And, and that's just like, that's just like for the obvious, you know, there's a million. I mean, the the right. best, the best beat tape is the DJ Shadow shit from like, sure. you know, what is it, 96, 97 or something? It was yep. like all samples. And it was insane. And when you hear that shit, it's like that thing, you know, that project alone stands the test of time. So it's like I, I was trying to make something that would, that I felt like was like my tape like that. Yep. Yep. And, and, and I also knew your production was like totally vital and important in terms of, because we're, I think we're in an incredible era of music, right? Like, yeah. um, especially on the production side. And on Load Bearing Crow's Feet, your contributions grew with me the most. Like, there were beats I knew I loved immediately. Man, that means a lot. Your, huh? That's how, that means a lot, bro. Yeah. But your shit, I was like, hey. That's my boy P, yo. <laughs> yep. You know, Backwood Studio, some good people over there, man. Oh, yeah. But, no, but I, I appreciate that, yo. Real talking, you know, I'm. Hearing those records, how they came out, it was it was great to hear that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that's. I mean, it's... it was a, it was definitely different too. You know, for me, because they they're on a different wave, in my opinion, in a good yeah. way. Yeah. You know? so. In terms of creativity and organization, right, and just like knowing what the heck they're doing, you know. Yeah, it's great. It's great teamwork. I mean, you could tell they got the team behind them. They're, and they're playing things with care. You know what I'm saying? I can, I respect that. No, it, it's and and but then I saw these videos. I saw these live performance videos of you doing shows with Sharif, Bad Boy Sharif. Yeah. And you just like tearing the stage up lyrically. And I was like, damn, I need to go back and and check this shit. And like uh, and so big brain feels like a pace setter like that it's a, one of those things portis huss was this for me last year huss kingpin's portis huss mm-hmm. was that was an album whenever something came out i crossed my arms and was like you want to be better than portis huss if you're trying to be album of the year right like yeah. you got to beat this uh big brain is going to be that for me it's going to be wow. the benchmark for me Damn, uh, it's that just a lot, dude <laughs> The first listen becomes the seventh listen becomes the ninth listen. Uh, it just is that way. Wow. So I appreciate it. And, and so you, it's such a different sonic identity from something like Message to You. You produced all of it, right? Yeah, the whole thing, yeah. So recorded everything. I had, I had everybody pull up to record or uh, wherever I was at at the time. But I think everything was recorded at my, my, my studio, at my old spot. Yep. And, yeah. Do you see, do you see Big Brain as, as an extension of what you were doing on E-Town General? Or do you see this as like another world? Oh, yeah, no, nah, for, for sure. I feel... Um, Cause all my personal, you know, rap releases, um, were all self-produced shit, but it's all like short stuff. And then I have Marmalade with yep. high water, high water music, but that's like me. That was me just like when I got back into rap, all the homies and people that had tapped in were like, yo, like I really fuck with you. So me as a producer, you know, and. You know, a lot of people, I, I've said this in a couple interviews, but um, a lot of people don't know, you know, I rapped before making beats, like when I was younger. But then I got really into the, the whole beat shit, you know what I mean? So I, w- I was, for the folks that like already knew me for a long time or were already friends with me, they knew that I had that in me. But it was dope to see like producers that I fucked with, I looked up to, friends, 
be like, oh shit, you're rapping now? So, you know, the Marmalade joint was, was, was like a longer piece, but I do feel like, yeah, this is an extension more, not of like E-Town General, I guess, because that was like a short project. I feel like this is like its own segment of what I, uh, of my career, you know, like it's a step up. Like I'm not worried about my shit being 10 songs and replay value. Like I just wanted to put like a good ass hip hop album together. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and I've been, you know, and I've been studying this shit. So I wanted to show where I'm at, like in the best way I could, like, you know, producing, rapping, and then putting it together and putting it out on vinyl, like, you know, so. It, executive produced by Linus the Owl. So shout out to Linus the Owl. Shouts to him, he was well behaved. I watched, I watched that video with my family the video for judgment and I would just, I just couldn't stop watching the owl. It was so amazing. Uh, yeah, man, that, that was quite the experience. Yes. Quite the experience. Awesome. Awesome idea. It was so, and there usually is, and when you hear producers who rap get interviewed, they usually identify one way or another, right? Like a rapper who produced because they didn't, couldn't get beats or, you know, whatever. Yeah, or yeah. a producer, you know, who rap or raps, you know, uh, and it's usually one way or the other. So do you, would you say you are a rapper who produced because that's what you needed to do? Or? Uh, not really, yo. Cause like when I started rapping, um, we weren't like, we were young, so we didn't really even know a shit about like buying beats and none of that shit. Yeah. Once I got put on to like the, FL studio and shit, you know, I just started creating like MIDI music bullshit and, and then eventually it became hip hop beats. And I never was on some like, you know, I never thought of it like that. You know, it just kind of came into place. Like, you know, my beats started getting well-rounded and then around the time uh, I wrote from the 908 is when I was recording and making a lot of beats for homies and I'd be in the studio bullshitting, rapping with them. Mm. And then it kind of turned into like, oh, nah, you know, I got, I could just do this shit now. Like, you know, so. That's awesome. I feel like, you know, it's whatever people want to like, you know, label it as, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a producer mm -hmm. first, I guess, just cause like arranging music, putting music together, just sampling, whatever, all that shit is like, where where I really like where I really put the meat and potatoes of, of the shit and then rapping, you know, I, I I take it seriously, but beats and the sonic value of all that is like something I'm really into. Like I really enjoy doing that shit, you know what I mean? No, I I, I, I understand. I just think when whenever I'm talking to someone who is high level at both, yeah, it becomes interesting because you're kind of growing two different artists at once, right? Yeah, you're growing yeah, yeah. the lyricist and you're growing the producer. And they yeah, I think about on, that. I think about that a lot. They have to be on the same wavelength, right? They have to yeah, be exactly. Like, exactly. I think about that a lot. And that's why I try to keep the balance. Like I could, you know, I could write rhymes and drop shit and, you know, whatever. But I'm at a point where, like, if I'm going to rap to my beats, like, I'm really about to go in. Right. And, you know, like, I have a bunch of work with other producers that people, like, don't even know about right now. But, like, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm always doing other shit, trying to stay inspired to keep it fueled for my work, you know? So, definitely is interesting thinking about it, you know, like, people know me as Brain, and then they also know me as, like, Brain, but a rapper, you know? So... Yep. It becomes an interesting thing, I guess, you know. But I don't I don't focus on it too much. I kind of just give people what I want to give them, you know, at the time. Oh, if it's beats, if it's raps, like, you know. Yeah, no, and I, I was I was struck by, and my description probably lays it out, but I was struck by the sound of Big Brain because it is it is a timeless sound. Like it felt like hearing OC for the first time, mm -hmm. you know. Uh 
And that's like, that's a big deal, right? It was, it felt like something, you know, some albums, you feel like you know them immediately, you know? Yeah. And, and the sound was so, was so like that, you know, Mad Doe comes to mind, uh, you know, just the kind of gentle touches of each feature, right? Orchestrated, nothing's overdone. Uh, what do you consider like the sonic identity of Big Brain? How would you describe it? Uh, just, just like raw New Jersey attitude <laughs> on wax. <laughs> I think that's like the best way I could describe it is it's me being, you know, I'm just being unfiltered and speaking, speaking what I feel is going on, manifesting. You know what I mean? Like, yep. but definitely that's a raw, a raw piece of work. Like I want people to hear it and be like, yo, this shit right here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this that's shit. Awesome. Yeah, it's striking a nerve, but a good one. Like, I want people, and it's written, and I want people to relate to it. You know, as someone that grew up in a, a, a melting pot of a city, terrible, yep. like, you know, educational system and shit like that. And, you know, all that type of shit, like just how upbringing of city life and, you know, the fruits of our labor as like people like us who get up and got to grind, you know, and, and, and work hard every day, you know, so. Yeah, no, I, I remember shaking my head and my wife's what? And I was like, I'm just not used to hearing anybody shout Elizabeth, New Jersey on a song. Like, I'm just not used to hearing that, like. Uh, but that's that's the beauty of rap music, right? Like none of us had heard Compton before we heard N.W.A. You know, that's yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, that's I, I always kept that like, you know, I, I love where I'm from, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like my city, like growing up, going to school, making friends, having family, all that shit, and just living life out there, really shaped like a lot, you know what I'm saying? And and especially like you said in hip hop music and rap music, man, it's like you gotta rap where you're from, bro. I'm not gonna be one of these weirdos who are gonna like start rapping where I'm based out of. Like now nah, I'm good, bro. Like I'm I'm bred from a specific part of the earth. And there's a reason why the music sounds this way and why I got something to say the way, you know, the way I gotta say it, you know. So yeah, I think I'm, I, I, I'm I'm happy that that's something that <laughs> that that you know what I mean because that that's dope you know and that's all I want I want people to know where I'm from and and get that history you know yeah one of my big things is that like regions matter like the most right and I think people who follow what I do will have heard me kind of rant about this but like. There are people who try and convince you regions don't matter anymore. The internet's kind of made everything. No, regions flat. matter. But regions are everything, dude. From no, nah, they matter. From, they matter. If you look at the history of music from the yodeling in country music, from the guitar work in Mississippi blues, everything's regions. Everything's yeah, regions. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's I, 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 I agree with you, bro. Like that's. We can't we can't forget about that either. Like you know, and it's it's important. Yeah, it's important that we keep that like the regional feel. Okay. You know, we don't gotta be gatekeeping and being like, oh, I'm from, you know, this. Yep. So this means this. It's just representing where you're from. It's a certain lifestyle where you're from. You know, if you're from Compton, if you're from New York, if you're from fucking Texas, you know, it's all different. You know what I mean? And that shit shows in the music. I mean. Down South, Trap, 3-6 Mafia, like all that shit. Like, and nobody West, North, or East was making shit like that. So, yeah. You got to look at that like, you know, the people who are selling you that regions don't matter are bad actors, right? They are, yeah. you know, they are trying to homogenize and cut down the amount of flavors you got. And you got to be careful about anybody who's trying to cut down the flavors, right? Um, that's, you know, that's a big thing for me, but no, yeah, that's why I keep it very present 
the end of sound, you know, like, you, you know I'm from, where I'm from when you hear this shit. <laughs> like, yep. I wouldn't. So, and, and the other thing about this, not only rapping on it and producing it, but mixing and mastering it, right? That this kind of fascinates me because did you have any specific elements you wanted to focus on when you were mastering it in terms of highlighting those elements? Yeah, I wanted it to sound like, yeah, again, like I wanted to give it a clean, updated mix for the times, but still hold like the the value of like the rawness with getting the real to real tape dubbing, you know what I mean? And and like the way I process my beats and you know what I mean? Yep. Uh ended up, you know what I mean? I just wanted to give it that feel of like it's updated, but it still holds like, just like, um, like that, just like a timeless value. It just sounds like it has that warm feel. It's like, it's not a low, mid, high mix. Like there's all types of frequencies in it. They're all doing their job. Like, I mean. No, I love that. I love that description. I, it's almost like you wanted it to sound like a cassette tape of a classic album but a cassette tape of a, of a classic album that was well mixed and well produced. Yeah, like remastered in, in 2022, basically. Yep, yeah. yep. And then, and then the, the thing is that people, you know, only some people kind of get, but like, you know, the digital master is a, is a reel-to-reel tape master, and then that tape master is put on vinyl. So it's like once, once it's on vinyl, like you're getting like this very unique mix and sound that I don't feel is lost. I just, I, I really like it. You know, it's something that when I like, when I get a good hip hop album on vinyl, the mix always matters so much. You know, when you hear that shit, it has a specific feel to it, you know? So I strive to get that feel where it's like, oh man, like this shit just sounds like good. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people People do understand the mix as important, whether they know it or not. I always think of this like um, like a bass player in a band, right? Yeah. Most people don't listen for the bass player. Mm. If that makes sense. But unless it's like Flea, you know, or somebody going nuts. But if if it's, you know, most people are just kind of, if it's a good bass player, they won't notice it. Uh, but it if it's a bad bass player, they'll know something's wrong, right? Yeah. Like, so I think that's the thing with the mix, right? They they want a good mix. They'll know if it's wrong, but we can all pick out albums that were good except the mix, right? And it ruined our yeah, experience. Exactly. But there's also, when people are mixing and mastering, they're making choices, right? Of like yeah. how they want it to be, what, what is important to them. Um, for you to hear so yeah that's why i didn't want nobody to make those choices i mean i've had people help me before but for this one i was like nah i want i want people to hear what i'm hearing you know and and that you know that's just goes like you know i don't be giving a shit about what people care about the mixing if it's good bad like i know this shit to me it sounds good so i put it out with that intention of like yo you're gonna get what i'm hearing what i'm making you know what I mean? Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is it's total authorship, right? From the from the top to the bottom floor of the thing. Uh, that's that's awesome. So it's uh, man. The other thing is interesting. The guest list is really interesting on this. Did you make a decision to be careful in the guest count so your voice and pen had the necessary space? Because then you've got seventeen tracks but not a lot of the tracks have guests, right? They're all on these individual places. Yeah. Um, I'm With features, I'm like, I, I end up making a lot of songs, but with the, with the full-length album, I didn't want to have an album that every other song had a feature. You know? Right, right. Like, to me, like, I'm not going to drop like a, my first full-length LP and like 
just put mad features for, you know, because if we're being real, people like doing that for looks, and I'm good off that. I like to, to make good shit, and I want people to hear that. So for this round, you know what I mean, of this specific record, I didn't feel like I needed much. I just got the right shit, you know, the, the, the right beats and the right people that sounded yeah. right on it to just make it that extra touch. Cause I still want people to understand that it's like, yeah, it's my first full length, you know, fully produced, recorded all that. So I want you to really hear what I got to say, you know? And that doesn't take away from, 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 from any of the features, you feel me? Cause they splash on their shit. And that's exactly oh. why I did that. You know? And got my, I got my best friend Dre um, on a track and he's about to start putting music out again and shit like that. Like, so it was really just, I wanted it to be tasteful rather than me trying to be like, oh, I'm, can, I, I'm tapped in. Cause you know, a lot of albums are just, you know, they just got mad fucking features and it's like, all right, you know, it's cool, but I want, I like, I like hearing people shine, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm man. Work. And, and on Watch Your Shadow, boy, does John Monty shine. Yeah, he went crazy. That was unbelievable. And kudos to you for, for just having that start the song. Like, that is the way to start the song. Um, yeah, I told him. I told him when I played the loop. I'm like, bro, I need you to, like, you know. I need you to go crazy on this shit, bro. And I mean, that's like, that's a given with Jamonte. Anytime we work, you know, anytime I've seen him work on anything, you know, um, yeah. that guy's a fucking genius, like really knows how to write. So when I played, when I made that beat, I was like, yeah. Then I, then, you know, at the time, I didn't think it was going to be on, on an album because we made it before I was thinking like fully, you know, how... You know, I was putting a playlist of a bunch of shit together, but it wasn't called Big Brain, and right, I didn't right, know right. exactly what I was doing. It, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, he went he went nuts on that shit. <laughs> well, yeah, and and I mean, you got Big Brain and Skunks. The rest kind of comes together. I mean, geez, Skunks is amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, that's my boy, man, and I'm and I wanted him on the bonus. You know, like him and and Moose and all them because I want people like if I'm gonna put features I, I might as well add as a, add it as a bonus on vinyl so if you really you know if you really want to hear that shit you're gonna buy the record unless somebody leaks it but fuck it you know what i mean like i feel like if someone put me as a bonus on their vinyl you know i'd really appreciate that you know right i'd appreciate it either way but i'd be like damn like that means a lot like people only if you own this shit you can hear it like that's it right. you know so I wanted to make that part shine for them. And then my homie Dre, you know, he getting back into the shit. So I wanted it to be fully out there so people could hear it. Yeah. No, you know, no, no. I had like a strategic way of, of putting it together involving like who was where. But yeah, man, I'm, 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 they all came through, you know, all of them. Izzy, Moose, Dre, Butch, my homie Butch went crazy. Yup. Yeah, so, no, it's it's. The, the features are all, they all like make sense within the album. And that's, that's really important. Um, it, you, you said something interesting. You said that you were putting together a playlist. You didn't know it was big brain. When did you know this is the album and this is what it means to me? Like when, when did that come together? Um, I had a whole, I had a whole like, like, well, I'm going to look at my folder right now, but I had a whole, because um, I had wiped my iTunes for space, right? But I had, basically, when, when, I'm, when I'm thinking about a major release like this, you know, uh, involving, like, me really, like, because this is like, I, I was sitting down and I was like, damn, like, I, I'm trying to put something together for real that's going to, that's going to make sense, you know, and, and all the songs I made were great. You know, I made about like 30 songs, but um, I had woke up one day and I had listened through like the first, first run of tracks. And it was like 13 songs. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Made a couple more during the week and put like, put it together with, the, with all the songs again and just dissected like, 
the best sounding shit, in my opinion, at that point. What was really resonating with me and what I felt was going to piece together to be like a nice playthrough. So, you know, I ended up, uh, I ended up like having about like 18 tracks. I was like, this is a little long. So I sliced it and then thought about the bonus tracks and all that and then put it together basically like that. And all those extra songs, they're basically um, just scattered throughout other shit that I'm working on or some aren't even coming out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it was just like a lot of a lot of time. You know, I was like really having to sit with them for a long time. I mean, around summertime is when I was like, all right, this is the album. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. And then that, that's when I started shooting the videos and and getting getting a bunch of shit in and, and getting the budget together for vinyl and, you know, ideas for what we were going to do for artwork and shit like that. So it wasn't like an aha moment of an individual song tying things together. It was more like listening to these groups of songs together enough to figure out how they gelled and all that. Yeah, basically, because I, I listen, you know, if I listen to a lot of my shit all the time, like mm -hmm. I'm always listening to my shit. I'm always feel like it's all practice. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm putting my rounds in and I'm listening back and I'm like, where could I, and you know, and the, with this and the, the, the cool thing about this type of, you know, practice, it's like we're able to go back and fix things, you know what I mean? So I'll make yeah. something, I'll hear it the next day. Oh shit, I just thought about something, boom. And you just turn the shit into a whole song. I end up writing a whole fucking song or something, you know? Right, so right. It becomes one of, those, one of those things, you know what I mean? Like, just listening a lot and really seeing, you know, for me, it was like, what do, what do I want to show people with this album? Like, you know? From the artwork to the to the music, you know, like, but as far as music, like, I just wanted to show, like, you know, I had to listen a lot and show. I wanted to show people that I had took along a good a good chunk of time listening and putting something together, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, and I I would say this is a, this is a unique question I'm about to ask because, and this is something I've been talking about with people. Uh, it, and seeing in my personal life and just trying to explain that I think if you're trying to be great at, at, at your art, you have to become a little self-centered. You, yeah. you have to, because if you're too humble, right, then you'll miss your strengths and weaknesses, what you need to improve on, all that. So you locking in with your own stuff and just tunnel vision in with that shit. Um, and I, I definitely, yeah. I definitely agree with you. Yeah, because you know, you gotta you gotta feel what you're making. You gotta make sure you know what you're making is what you want to hear. You know, and that's not gonna come with uh, being you know humble or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Yeah, you got to know you're making some fire. You got to put it out there like that, too. You know, like, yo, this is some shit. I need y'all to hear this shit. You know, can't be, you know, we could be thankful. There's ways to be humble, but like, there's just like, yeah, it's just a, there's a protocol we got to follow if, if we want people to take us serious, you know? Oh, and yeah. I mean, it doesn't make you like selfish is different than self centered, right? Like, it does, you don't have to be mean, you don't have to be selfish. You can still be cool with people and be nice to people and look out for people. But mm -hmm. it's about where your orientation comes from, where your vibrations are coming from, right? Like, yeah. you know, I'm centered on where I'm doing and, and my come up, uh, and I'm not going to lose. Uh, and that's... Nah, it's the mentality. mentality. You got you to gotta see, you gotta see it in front of you, you know what I'm saying? And be like, yeah, yeah this, is, this is what I need. And that's what I'm going to get. Like, if you don't think of it like that, you know, people aren't going to, you know, in turn, it's like a psychological game, not in a bad way, but it's like the shit that I like is shit that is portrayed as like 
I'm putting like the art, or, like artwork for for you know, if we're gonna like paintings and shit. Like my favorite paintings are, you know, the type that people put out, and they're showing the intention very very boldly within the painting, and there's not that much of an explanation that needs to be made. It's just right. good art. And, you know, yeah. I try, I try to translate that because it's like these people know what they're doing, you know, and they don't got to say much. They're just, you know, and that's that self-centered concentration, like, you know, analyzing your work and making sure you're putting something out that's going to matter because that in turn, people are going to be like, you know, why, why wouldn't I support this shit if this shit is dope and sounds good and looks good? You know what I mean? Like, right. They, they don't hear you as self-centered. They hear the clarity of the vision, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Clarity, yeah. And and because you don't have that clarity if you're focused on a bunch of things, right? Like, there's no way Roger Federer wasn't self-centered, right? Like, <laughs> there's no way. He was out there, like, you know, selling cookies for people and just hanging out. And then he just stepped in and won the title, like, you can't you can't do it like that. <laughs> you can't do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you rolling with that one. I, I just think that was that's an important thing for artists to hear, man, because you if you identify what you what you do and you're like, oh shit, it turns out I can do this and most people can't. Yeah. Right? At that point, you gotta start building that muscle. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. gotta start showing why you're built for that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You come to me for this, you know? And exactly. that's and that's, yeah. that's what I wanna get people like when you come to a brain orchestra event or you go to my website or my band camp, there's gonna be everything for you, you know what I mean? Good music, good art, and it's put out with the intention, you know, of being collected and cared for, you know, supported. Yep. Not just because it's like hot or, you know what I mean? And and I want to say the whole being self-centered thing is a gift because, and I, I didn't realize this till I was really talking to people and engaging with people and like that, that weren't creatives, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy shit, bro. Like how lucky have we been to be doing creative work our whole lives? Yeah. Like some people never get something they can focus on that they're incredible at that isn't part of their day-to-day -day work life. You know what I mean? It's a part of the job. It's a blessing for real, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You just got to be grateful for that shit real talk because, yeah, there's people out there who don't even know, like, their purpose, you know? Yeah. Not to, not to say that this is the sole purpose of me or you or whatever, you know, but... Mm -hmm. It's a large piece of it, like, so. That's the chain that links, like, the performance poet to the painter to, you know, Rome streets. Like, yeah. that's the linkage. Uh, but I, yeah. So, the, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, we already did that one. The, um, so, and, and I overthink things. This is my, my nature. You probably figured that one out. Uh, I would say. Uh, and the thing that's beautiful about big brain is it's not overly conceptual, right? It is not like a science fiction thriller that you need to like unpack. It is direct. Yeah, <laughs> Undeniable. I love it, but that's not me when it comes to the right now, at least, you know, I can't tell the future, but right now it's, yeah, the concept is what it is. just what it is. It's me. Yeah, on the record, you know. But I had to do it. I had to try and figure out what it meant, right? That's my nature. So for me, I'm trying to ride is the essence of the album. Damn, yeah. <laughs> You're good. So uh, people... That's, and that's one of the last songs, the newer songs that were recorded you know, for the for the record, because I, I made it and I'm like, damn, like this is like icing on the cake right here. Yep. So if I had to explain what Big Brain is about, I would say people look for cheat codes to greatness. 
to avoid hard work to get there. And big brain is your declaration and you're building your name on that work. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's hard work, man. That's what the album really shows too. You know, it's like, I'm not asking for handouts and I don't give a fuck about like clout numbers. None of that shit matters. What matters is like the shit that's being presented, you know, is it, is it true? You know what I mean? Cause my boy Hadi has a bar and I tweeted it, but it says, yeah, they rap good, but I, but I never lied. Oh, that's right. Yes. I remember that's Good, but I haven't lied yet. And yes. And, and bar and there's a cow bar that I I that really hits me he says um um they might be the hardest but I got the but I I got the truest verse or something like that yeah. and it's just like and it's like I that's what I gravitate to like what you're hearing is is what I've been through or what I'm what I'm doing to get to where I gotta be and it's no, you know, no filter. And I'm not here to like fucking be like a cool guy on a rap record, you know, like. And and maybe the distinction, brain, is just that like the the truth and the re you are the reason your voyage is the truth is your voyage is the voyage to the perfectly made peace, right? And their voyage is the voyage to the reward you get for a perfectly made peace. And those are two different fucking things. <laughs> yeah. Those are two different things. Um, and, and I think some people are on the mission to be well-known and they're filling a hole. You know what I mean? They're filling a hole that they got. But like you're on a mission for the craft. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how I've always been. You know, I've always made music because I love to make it. You know, I love waking up and creating something that someone wherever they're at is going to understand what where I'm coming from you know what I mean and given that I you know I've been able to slowly start building that support system over the years you know I just wanted to show people like you know you don't got to be out here bullshitting and doing shit for kicks you just got to make good shit and people will like it and you know that's it you know because a lot of people are wasting their time trying to get a cosign or whatever the fuck or you know what i mean i'm just like man like i done seen a lot of people fail to that early so like all of this shit ain't new to me like because i've been in the social media shit and like rapping and doing events in my city in jersey and new york since like 2010 you know what I mean? So once I seen like the way the game was in an updated way with social media, I was like, oh, I'm good off this. Like, I'm just going to fuck with the people that understand my vision and want and want to take it there, you know, for the people. Anybody else? Like, I don't really give a fuck, honestly. <laughs> like, you you can just see that you can tell the difference, right? In the, in the, the people who like really do it because they need to do it you know uh when people i when i was i remember people people would go to me and be like because i write short stories and i have books and essays just all kinds of shit philosophy whatever yeah um i've, I've been a writer my whole life and so people would be like why why do you write and i'd be like because if i don't i don't feel good yeah exactly it, that's, that's it. like the description <laughs> If I don't wake up and like make a beat or spend my day just even listening to the shit I make or friends of mine, like it just, yeah, that shit just like affects me <laughs> for real. Yeah. No, there's too much in my brain. Like at that point, this is what it is. Uh, but no, so the, you, you talked about Elizabeth. I wanted to talk to you about Elizabeth because how is being an Elizabeth, New Jersey MC different from being a New York MC? Um, I feel like with first, you know, Jersey, we're like 
always like overshadowed. We've always been kind of overshadowed by New York. I mean, I don't like to, I don't really believe that now that I got older because times have changed, you know, like Jersey club is like running up, you know, New York techno and there's a lot of Jersey artists in New York running it up, but around, you know, like 10 years ago, nine years ago, when I was getting my feet wet, it was always like, yo, you, you got to perform in New York. Yo, you got to perform in New York. Yo, you got to perform in New York, all this other shit. And it's like, you know, I love New York and I've had amazing shows there, but yeah, you know, it's just a different environment. Like I'm not from New York city, a big ass Mecca, right. a bunch of burrow shit. I'm from like just a urban, <laughs> a, a city, you know, that is in New Jersey that has, you know, some type of relevance with our, like, with our port and, you know, our airport being nearby and shit like that and our school system and shit and just how, just, you know, Bayway Refinery is, like, one of the biggest, like, refineries in, in, in the country. So it's, like, I want people to just, I just want people to know, like, you know, it's different because... I'm from a city that's that's very relatable to any other type of city like a New York or mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? Like Yeah. So yeah, these, these giant New York media outlets. Yeah, they know the main difference is, is like not being from New York and it's like still being from New Jersey, like being a ra- a rapper, you know, producer, like you you still have like OGs that you wanna be reverend way you know red man and fucking you know everybody there's so many people like that we can go for long so it's like you know but it is different it's different you know what i mean because i've i've had i'll tell people i'm from jersey and they'll like an hour they'll be like oh what part of new york you're from like the fuck you talking about (laughs) yeah outsiders outsiders pace one yeah you gotta love it Um, oh outside is fucking um crazy. Is Tame One, New Jersey? Is Tame One? Is it? Did I get that? Tame one, yeah. Uh, there's artifacts. Yep. Yeah. No, there's all kinds of yeah. Is this? It's weird because New York has that infrastructure of if you make noise, it'll scoop you, right? Like you'll just get a deal, you know? Exactly. Uh, like if you're from Jersey making noise in New York, like you might not get a deal before somebody making noise in New York that's from New York. It makes sense though, you know, it's yeah. stupid, it makes sense. I mean, if you, you know, if someone from New York is popping, you're gonna have somebody represent your, your state, you know? So that shit, obviously that's what they're gonna do. But realistically, the world is, is big and there's people running shit or, or getting their feet wet everywhere, like, you know, People yeah. from, you know, from from random places around the world will go to Cali and then blow up, and but they're like from a whole nother country or some shit. You know what I'm saying? So no, New York definitely holds that, though. You know? Mm-hmm. No, it is. It's not like you don't have infrastructure to succeed. It's like you're a little further away from it than everyone else. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's that's what is is like. That's what is perceived, I guess. I mean, have I seen it firsthand being like a New Jersey artist in New York? Yeah, but do do I just like label New York as like an unwelcoming shit to new, to people yeah. from the hell though? Because New York and New Jersey, especially North Jersey, you know, there's a lot of things in common, and a yeah. lot of people float around those areas anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you're from North Jersey. You, you've been in New York mad times. Like, and, and if New Yorkers have been to like Jersey City, they've passed through Newark or, you know what I mean? Shit like that. Yeah. The uh, last question I have for you, I think it's, it, what is the last non-rap album you fell in love with? Last non-rap album I fell in love with? Yep. Uh... I got one right here on my Apple Music. I have been non-rap album. There's a couple that I've been fucking with. 
but the last one that I genuinely like fell in love with. I mean, there's this band that's kind of like Joy Division, but they're yep. Russian. Wow, this is awesome. They're called Mol Molcha Doma, M-O-L-C-H-A-T space D-O-M-A. And they're like just, they have this album. Uh, I can't even, I don't even know the name of this shit because it's in Russian, but I'll send it to you and uh, we can probably link that shit. Yeah, this shit is hard. It's just like different. It's like, it's like 80s post-punk surf rock kind of situation, but like with the Joy Division type vocals, like that shit is dope. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. I, we got we got to find this. This is amazing. I will that's definitely, true. you you send me that shit and I will, I'll make sure it's on the, we get it on the screen. The, right. uh, that's fabulous. So yeah, but we'll, uh, we'll get it done, man. I appreciate you being on here. This will not be the only, the first time we talk about uh, big brain. Uh, it'll, it'll be, we'll keep that conversation rolling and uh, yeah, keep the movement going as well. I appreciate you diversifying. You got the brainorchestra.net so that it's uh, because Bandcamp is great, but it's a bubble that might burst. You know what I mean? So you got to be prepared with your own. Sh yeah, it's like I use the brainorchestra.net as like the hub. Yep. Where you find everything, buy shit. And then, you know, for the Bandcamp heads that have been fucking with me for almost 10 years now, you know, like I keep it there for them too, you know? So 110%. I need you know, definitely subscribe to the website. Subscribe, dude. Get the get the newsletter. You know, it's in subscribe on, on SME as well. We'll get it yeah, done. I'm DMing, you, I'm DMing you that playlist of that, that album right now. Hit me. Hit me. Be safe, folks. <laughs>